RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock on Benche, the top stories. Beijing slaps sanctions on U.S. and Canadian individuals and entities as the row over Xinjiang escalates. The government suggests damage to BioNTech vaccine packaging may have occurred in transit. And Hong Kong reports not one single local case of COVID-19 for the first time in four months. China has announced sanctions on individuals and entities in the United States and Canada in response to sanctions imposed on Chinese citizens and groups over Xinjiang. More details from Natalie Cheng. The foreign ministry said China will impose sanctions on the chair of the United States Commission on International Religious Freedom, Gail Manchin, and the vice chair, Tony Perkins. China has also sanctioned Canadian Member of Parliament Michael Chong and the Subcommittee on International Human Rights of the Standing Committee on Foreign Affairs and International Development of the House of Commons of Canada. It means the three individuals will not be allowed entry to the mainland, Hong Kong or Macau, and they, as well as the subcommittee, are banned from doing business or having exchanges with Chinese people. A foreign ministry spokesman says previous sanctions imposed on U.S. individuals over Xinjiang-related issues remain effective. The government says initial investigations show the packaging defects found in some of the BioNTech COVID vaccines may have been caused during shipment to Hong Kong. On Wednesday, SAR authorities suspended vaccinations using the German-made BioNTech jab after frontline vaccination workers reported problems with about 60 vials. Robert Camp reports. Officials say they have received a report from the manufacturer BioNTech and the distributor for China, Fosun, saying they believe the problems with the vials were not connected to logistics management and that random checks had failed to find any leakages in the bottles. The government also said both Fosun and BioNTech believed there was no evidence to suggest there was a risk to product safety. The vaccination suspension has left about 150,000 Hong Kong residents who have already had their first BioNTech shot in limbo, as the second shot is scheduled for 21 days later. Meanwhile, health experts have advised people not to mix COVID jabs from different manufacturers as a backup. Professor Wallace Lau and Dr. Thomas Tsung from a government-appointed advisory panel on COVID vaccines made the comments in the wake of the BioNTech suspension. They said there wasn't enough scientific evidence to prove the effectiveness of mixed vaccinations. The minister in charge of the government's vaccination program, Patrick Nip, says he's expecting more information next week from BioNTech about the safety of its currently suspended COVID-19 vaccine. Over 150,000 people here have already had their first BioNTech jab, and they now face uncertainty over their second dose. On Wednesday, the SAR government stopped administering the vaccine after frontline staff found problems with some of the vials. Jimmy Chai reports. Speaking on a radio program, Mr Nip, who heads Hong Kong's vaccination program, said the government would consider resuming BioNTech inoculations if an ongoing investigation by the German vaccine manufacturer showed that the vaccine was safe for use. But he said plans could only be made once the findings were out. Frontline vaccination workers had found about 60 examples of problem fields, such as cracks in containers, loose caps and stains on the outside of bottles. The vaccines inside were not used and both the government and BioNTech have said there is no reason to believe there are any safety risks. The distributor for the vaccine in China, Fosun, is also investigating. 
For the first time in more than four months, Hong Kong has reported no local coronavirus infections. The six cases recorded today by the Center for Health Protection were all imported from India, Pakistan, Indonesia and the Philippines. Speaking earlier, a government advisor on the pandemic, Yun Kwok Yong, said the recent drop in case numbers didn't mean people could relax. Timmy Song reports. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Yun Kwok Yong said with the Easter holidays approaching, there was still a need for caution, and people should keep their masks on when they meet up with friends. The expert was speaking to reporters after inspecting the Gold 24 Fitness in North Point, a location visited by a 38-year woman who has come down with COVID-19. Professor Yun said the chance of another major outbreak, like the one at Ursus Fitness, was low as the premises had more fresh air. However, he said there was still some problem with air circulation and the operator had been asked to make improvements. Swimming coaches are calling on the government to partially reopen swimming pools and beaches, saying they can comply with conditions such as only letting in those who have tested negative for COVID-19. The Hong Kong Recreation and Sports Professionals General Union and an affiliated swimming industry group said public swimming pools had been closed for nearly 300 days and many swimming coaches have been out of work. The groups want the government to limit the number of visitors to swimming pools and open the venues in different sessions. RTHK, the time has just gone five minutes past 11. New People's Party lawmaker and executive councillor Regina Yip says she's expecting a tight schedule for lawmakers as the NPC Standing Committee scrutinizes Beijing's proposed electoral overhaul for Hong Kong, probably on Monday and Tuesday. Under the plan, the number of LegCo seats will rise to 90 from 70, and the election committee, which chooses the chief executive, will be expanded to 1,500 members from 1,200. It will also be given new powers to nominate and select some lawmakers. Here's Ms. Yip. We expect the standing committee to make a decision on how to amend Annex 1 and Annex 2 of the basic law. Uh, that's why our committee on the reform, constitutional reform, will hold its meeting Wednesday morning to study the NPCSC decision. We definitely have a very hectic schedule, you know, because um, we need to amend the legislation and then organize registration of voters. So I think we have to work uh, a lot of overtime. At least 60 people are reported to have been killed by security forces in Myanmar. The military has been marking Armed Forces Day. In the main city of Yangon, local media say troops fired into a crowd protesting against the military regime outside a police station. The U.S. Embassy in Myanmar has condemned the regime for murdering unarmed civilians. The BBC's Celia Hatton has details. The killings happened amid tense confrontations between the military regime, aiming to celebrate Armed Forces Day, and those calling for the return of their elected government. In the main city of Yangon, local media say 16 were killed when troops fired into a crowd protesting outside a police station. Photos posted on social media appear to show small children in several locations killed or seriously injured by gunfire. The military warned that demonstrators risked being shot and still protests continue across the country. The Japanese owner of the giant container ship blocking Egypt's Suez Canal has said an effort will be made to free the vessel by tonight, Japan time. The delays are costing billions of US dollars. Here's the BBC's Sebastian Usher. Yukito Higaki says there appears to have been no damage to the Ever Given's engines or propellers, so that it should be able to move 
Once it has been refloated. Work has continued overnight to remove mud and sand from its bow. More than 200 ships remain stranded at either end of the Suez Canal, carrying almost $10 billion worth of goods, while some companies have rerouted their vessels. Police in Britain are encouraging school children to report incidents of sexual assault or rape, having reviewed a website where people, the vast majority of them girls, have posted thousands of anonymous testimonies of such attacks. The BBC's Charlotte Wright has more details. This week, a number of independent schools have been accused of failing to deal with complaints about a rape culture. But it's claimed the problem is more widespread. Detective Superintendent Mel Larimore believes it's an issue for schools across the country. I think it's more widespread than private schools. Certainly, I know there's over 100 schools already cited on the website which do reach out to national parameters. The Department for Education says any abuse towards a child is unacceptable and schools should be a place where all children feel safe and are protected from harm. Researchers in Germany say they've discovered how teeth sense cold and why, for some people, eating food like ice cream can be agony. The BBC's Alison Roberts reports. Scientists believe they've worked out how and why teeth become sensitive and hurt with big temperature drops. They studied mice and humans to understand how the pain arises, recording what was happening in cells and nerves in the teeth. The pathways responsible are located below the outer protective enamel coating. If the next layer, dentine, becomes exposed, painful stimuli can get through. They say a key target in the pathway is a molecule called TRIPSY5, and blocking it can stop the pain. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Beijing slaps sanctions on US and Canadian individuals and entities as the row over Xinjiang escalates. The government suggests damage to BioNTech vaccine packaging may have occurred in transit. And Hong Kong reports not one single local case of COVID-19 for the first time in four months. The news from RTHK. Sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever.
Getting a little delirious before the midnight hour and kicking off this hour's cool tracks with Delirious. I could sing of your love forever. That may be true, but would you want that? Why not just uh, bring you the weather forecast for tonight and tomorrow? Mid cloudy skies with uh, mist and one or two light rain patches tomorrow morning. During the daytime, hot with sunny intervals and temperatures will range between 23 to 30 degrees. Be look for a Monday, humid in the morning and at night.